Welcome to Understandable Solutions, the podcast where we discuss business and current events, those important issues that impact our world. Our goal is that you walk away with at least one nugget of useful and thought-provoking information to make your day. Here's your host, Jeff Newkirk. Today on the Understandable Solutions podcast, we are talking healthcare. And we're fortunate enough to have one of the most intelligent people I've come across, Sunil Vasisht. Sunil and his wife, Bhavana Rao, Dr. Bhavana Rao, have a clinic in Houston, Texas, just north of Houston, and they are cutting edge in healthcare. But let me give you just a little bit of background on Sunil. He's the co-founder of Meridian Springs Primary Care, along with his wife, Bhavana Rao. Uh, who really, I mean, she's the she's the doctor, she's the brains of the bunch, even though you are super, super intelligent. So you're when you walk into that office, it's like, okay, I'm amongst really smart people. <laughs> she's my boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they started a primary care clinic that is like Netflix for healthcare. So I'm going to stop right there. Tell us what you mean by Netflix for healthcare. So Netflix for healthcare is, it's a, just a part of comparison. It's, we are not virtual care. We are actually a brick and mortar clinic. It just means that for a flat monthly fee, you can get unlimited clinic visits without visit fees. Just like you pay flat fees for Netflix and you can binge on movie watching. So you can't binge on appointments, but it's, it's the same concept. So you're paying a membership fee and you have access to the physician really 24-7, and it's not like you're going to meet uh, Dr. Rao or have an appointment at 2 o'clock in the morning, but if you need to, say, text her information, you have a platform to make that happen, Yes, and she responds quickly, I mean, really within minutes. And the appointment is with her. It's not with a nurse practitioner a physician's assistant, it is with her. Yes. And so you're guaranteed to see the physician and you can, so the membership fee covers all of those visits. Yes. Right? Awesome. Okay. This is cutting edge and I, I really think that, well, I, first of all, I don't understand why it hasn't exploded more than more than it has already. I mean, when you started, was it five years ago? Four and a half years Four, ago. Okay. Yes. There were about 150 of these throughout the country? Yes. And how many are there now? Right. I think about 1,200. 1,200. Yeah. Which around the country and which is still, you know, in infancy. Yeah. So the idea though of healthcare, I mean, healthcare is, it's one of those subjects that, you know, you have to talk about, but nobody wants to talk about. You got to have insurance, but you don't have to have insurance. You got to see that. I mean, it, it just is, it, it's one of those subjects that is just, uh, you know, nobody wants to really address. And in this country, we have the best care, we have the greatest technology, but the system doesn't work. Messed up. Yeah, messed up. (laughs) It is a messed up system. And I think we can all agree on that. So what you and your wife are doing with the clinic is just incredible. And I I can't wait to learn more about what you've got on the horizon because that's even more exciting. Sunil re- recently launched his new startup, and this is what we're talking about, MedPrime Direct. MedPrime structures healthcare benefits with membership primary care at its core. It helps small and medium-sized business, 
across Houston. Now, it's only Houston right now, but it doesn't mean it can't go nationwide. Correct. And save over 40% on healthcare expenses. And I think what's important here is that you don't have a healthcare background, right? Correct. I mean, thinking back maybe six years ago, is it? Did you even really pay attention to, you know, your own healthcare? No. Your insurance? No. no. no I'm an no. engineer, so yeah. So you're you have a master's degree in electrical engineering, and, and I'm serious. You are like one of the most intelligent people I, I know. I mean, super super smart, and an MBA from Mays Business School, Texas A&M. So you're an Aggie. I'm an Aggie, yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> so now tell us a little bit about how the clinic came about. So um, when I was doing my MBA, this was 2016, and I, I used to work for Hewlett Packard Enterprise, HPE, and uh, my background is electrical engineering. So I really did not know anything about healthcare, nor did I care for it. And um, as a part of the, the course, you have to do a capstone project. So my initial proposal was, you know, as an engineer, you don't have a knowledge of finance that much. And so I wanted to do something in finance. And my proposal was shot down by my advisory committee because they thought it was just a two-month worth of work. That didn't so your initial idea for the capstone project was turned down. Yes. Thank goodness. And it was about <laughs> Alcoa's valuation. And, you know, months after that, Alcoa split. And I, it would have been a disaster for me. But can you imagine if you didn't go through with the project that, that you did? Yeah. I mean, what is happening now with what you and, and Dr. Rao have done and what's on the horizon? Man, to think that that could have not happened? Whew. Everything happens for a reason. So for a reason. So, yes. so go ahead with the clinic. Yeah. And then at, at that time, she, uh, you know, my wife was looking into or reading about a membership model in primary care in the uh, Family Medicine magazine. And, uh, and she was at that time a hospitalist at Methodist in Houston. Houston. And, um, and so she wanted out because she was burning out. Hospitalist work, 12-hour shifts. It, it is, it, it's hard work because they're always working for a specialist or um, the patient's primary care physician. Yes. And they don't, they don't have their own patients, right? Yeah. And, and the, the, the core of the frustration is not, not just that. They can work hard. But the core of the frustration is they're not working the medical side of it hard. Mm-hmm. So they are doing the administration side of it hard. Yeah. You know, which it's doctor, not rewarding. It's not rewarding. So you're, you're crunching numbers and, and clicking things and, and you don't want to do that. You want to be caring for patients. Mm-hmm. So that's what burns, you know, make burn, burnout is because of that. Right. And she was burning out and, and she wanted a way out at some point of time in the future. And uh, when I was looking for, a, you know, a proposal, she said, why don't you look at a feasibility study for, for this kind of model. See, she is the brains of the bunch. She, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and you know, I was initially, I was hesitant, but it was like, okay, I need something fast because I needed to make a proposal within a a week. So I said, okay, let me do some research. If it looks good, I'll do it. 
And then I, I did some research and the value proposition. I can just see the conversation that you and Bhavana were having. And she probably would have said, okay, you do your research, but I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. Do, your, if you want to go ahead and do your research, go ahead, but I, I, I'm right. So, and she was right. She was right because um, and I'm, you know, she'll be very happy when she listens to this podcast. <laughs> And um, I did some research and the value proposition was fantastic. Um, and I was like, okay, this is how healthcare is working today. And this is what needs to be done. Oh my goodness. And, and I was like, oh, I got into it. Mm -hmm. And then I made a huge gap, right? There's a huge, huge gap. I mean, it's it, healthcare is a fluff today, <laughs> right? And the value is just very, very minimal. And there's a lot of fluff, which is basically all the middlemen and admins and admin costs and all that. So this was going to the bare bones of care. And I was like, oh, this is something I can do as a project, right? I still, you know, not, not, we were not thinking of business and all that opening our clinic. At that time, she wanted to do it at some point of time in the future. But for me, oh, this is one year's of work, you know, for, mm -hmm. for, for my capstone. And then as I started this, there were like about 150 to 200 uh, doctors that were doing this in the around the country, which is nothing. I mean, it's this, nothing, I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. So I I interviewed, phone interviewed them. I had a big questionnaire of seventy five questions. Did you find that they were like in segments around the country? Like there may be a dozen in New York, and yes, you know, zero in uh, yes. say Iowa or yes, yeah. yes. yeah. It it was seg very segmented. You know, there were there were a lot of them. When I, even when I say a lot, it's like you know ten. In, in one place right. and none at all in the other places. And, and so when, what I did was it, through my questionnaire, I had these phone interviews with them. Um, not, I was not asking them about the medical part of it, but of course, because they, they were uh, doctors themselves, but I wanted to know their, what is their revenue model? What's their st cost structure? How do they do you know, different things? Right. How are they making money? How are they making money? And which they were making, right? And, um, and so as I collected that through the interviews, um, and then I came up with my own simulations because your capstone project, you're supposed to use the tools that you've learned. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I did was to come up with a lean startup model, which is, you know, engineers, we will, we know that starting lean, go lean. Right. And, right. and, and it was like, okay, why, why don't I apply that to this space? That's how I got started. So my capstone project is about a lean model of, of so low cost, high quality. Okay. Yeah. Low cost, high quality, something you can start without thinking of all the loans. I mean, doctors are themselves with a lot of student loans, mm -hmm. so they don't want another big loan. And so what, what do you need to just start a clinic? Right? Very simple. Mm -hmm. And you can be very effective. So that was my model. And then how to grow the clinic as and you know, as you grow. Mm -hmm. And that's what, uh, and that's what I, I did through my uh, capstone project. And when I was looking at this in 2017, early 2017, I looked at my simulations. You know, I had my best case revenues uh, simulation, worst case and all of that. Mm -hmm. I was looking at the worst case and then I, I called my wife and was like, you are thinking of doing it sometime in the future, but looking at all the things that I've done and the numbers I've crunched, I think we should do it now. Music to her ears. I'm Music sure. to her ears. And she was like, it's, she couldn't believe that I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I graduated May of 2017. We opened the clinic May 1st, 2017. My graduation, Wonderful. I think, was May 15th or 16th, but we opened the clinic May 1st. So awesome. it, it came up with my graduation together. So here's the thing that I think is so important uh, that we need to emphasize is the cost to the patient. So they yes. have to pay for a membership fee, but it, they don't have to pay for the regular insurance. They don't have to, yes. you know, it's totally different. So we, it's a, it's a mind, you have to really shift your mind from yes. what you're used to, to this new model. And what we talked about before was in a typical, a typical health insurance model, a family, family of four, for example, is going to pay somewhere around $1,600 a month. Yes. Right? I mean, just doing the quick math, I mean, that's what, $18,200 a year? Did I do that right? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it's $19,200. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of money. A, a lot, lot of money. money. Yes. In comparison, what are they going to pay uh, Meridian Springs? So we are talking of two things. So let's, let, let me clarify a few things before I answer that. One is, you know, when it comes to health insurance, people don't understand that it's a financial tool. Health insurance is not health care. Right, right. Health insurance is a means of paying your doctor. It's not giving you quality health care. It's not the access, nothing. All of that is... So the your, $1,600 you're paying every month is just to get you insured. It doesn't cover... It's before you get even see the doctor yes. or receive any care of any yes. kind. And because, you know, I have people who call me when they're calling, calling the clinic and, and when they're, they tell me, oh, do you guys, um, you know, uh, do you take this insurance, United Health or what, what are insurance? Then, you know, it's a great start for me because then I tell them, you have insurance, but you're, you're, you're calling around. Why is that? And, and then I get into, you know, what's your deductible and all of those things. Do you realize that your deductible is so much that you're actually paying out of pocket? If you're paying out of pocket, why are you calling around? Why don't you go to a nearby doctor, right? And suddenly it, it's common sense, but common sense is not common because, you know, especially <laughs> in health healthcare, right? And, and so... Common they, sense is not common. common. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to remember that. That's yeah. a good one. So, and, and then they realize that, yes, you know, they're, you know, if they have $6,500 deductible, it, it doesn't matter if, if somebody is in network or out of network, they can pay out of pocket and go to a nearby doctor, right? I mean, that's, mm -hmm. they can do that. And so they have not realized that they're still looking for, oh, is this in network, out of network, what is all of those things. So it's a conversation I take like 15 minutes with them. And, and, and first of all, they're surprised that I'm talking to them for 15 minutes. I was just going to say there's... <laughs> I'm sure they have no idea that uh, that just blows me away that you're yeah. spending 15 minutes with somebody that calls just to learn about the clinic. That never yeah. happens. Yeah, that, that never happens. And they're always surprised. And like, you know, at the end of the conversation, they're like, thank you so much for taking the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was just explaining. But when they call another clinic in the traditional setup, they are just, you know, it's a one minute call. They're like, right. yeah. So they're used to that. Right. And and so yeah, I mean, this is this is the typical scenario. Of what happens is, 
they approach our clinic like a traditional clinic and then they're in for a big surprise. Right. <laughs> Which you, is a good surprise. Yes, absolutely. So if if somebody were to enroll then and have the membership pay the membership fee, what what costs would they incur overall? So in comparison to the sixteen hundred that uh, I referenced earlier, if you yes. just had the traditional health insurance, yes, what would be like the total cost? Yeah. So again, that's we are not insurance, so we are primary care, right? And that's the most important part is if you compare your auto insurance or the way it works, you'll never ever imagine using auto insurance for you know fixing scratch and dents and wear and tear. You never do that. You know that insurance is for big stuff. Mm-hmm. It's for high dollar stuff. Right. Right. And if you use it and there's claims, you know that it's it's going to increase the premium. So you never do that. But when it comes to healthcare, you don't make the same kind of decisions. Because then you want you're gonna use that for whether it's a small thing, whether it's a flu or or UTI or all those small things, or whether it's a heart surgery. It's the same insurance that's on both sides. Mm-hmm. And that is what is the problem. And, and what we do is, if you look at 80 to 85% of all healthcare is primary care. 80 to 83% wow. of all healthcare is primary care, which means even minor surgeries, laceration repairs, a lot of procedures can be done in the clinic, mm-hmm. right? And even wellness visits and women's, all of those, unless the complexity is so much that you need to see a specialist, it and, can be done in the that's clinic. The, that's the 15 to 20%. That's the 15 yeah. to 20%. So that is where insurance comes in. Okay. So, and, and, and the way we structure it is you pay a flat monthly fee right. to get the membership for primary care, which is going to be the bulk of your healthcare usage in any given year. 80%, 85%. 80 to 85% is going to be the usage, right? And the membership fee covers all the visits. The membership fee is a flat fee. It covers all the visit. And of course, we have all the other stuff. If you're going to five different places for, you know, cosmetic procedures and all of we can all do that. Your, your own PCP, PCP's office can do all of those things. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, it, it's, it's not, you know, we referenced Netflix, this is a Costco kind of thing. Uh, you, your, your membership, you have a membership in Costco. You buy your uh, your tires there. You buy your grocery there. You you know you have the membership right, there. Right. So we want to drive that si- same kind of model here. You you ha- you are paying a membership. You you have a relationship with the PCP here. The PCP knows about you, your health issues. Why not go to the same place for all the other things that we can do? Right. And right. we are expanding our all the procedures and all the things that we offer. Right. So, so what would it cost? So typically, typically for a family of four. So it's $75 for the member, 65 for the spouse uh-huh. and a family of four would be $160 per month. $160 a month. And yeah. then they, they should have uh, some insurance for the big stuff. Yes. Yes. Right? And, and that's not, that's it's not, not going to be $1,600. It's, it's not, not going to be $1,600. And, right. and the great part of this is, of course, there are many who cannot afford to have insurance coverage. For them, this is a great thing to have at least primary care, you know, be there for them. Right. And, you know, if you have the budget to get some kind of coverage, then the best thing would be to have us provide the 80 to 85% of care for the primary care. Right. And then buy the insurance that only covers the big stuff. 
just like your car insurance or homeowner's insurance. That Makes way sense. you're not paying a fortune to cover, you know, for both sides, right. you know, the, the frequent stuff and the big stuff. You're only covering the big stuff. And since that doesn't happen, you know, every time in a year, it, it might be once in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, you, yeah, your usage will not be uh, there for that. And your main usage, it's a flat fee. Okay. So overall, maybe another $500 for that? Another $500, $600, you know, depending on your pre-existing conditions and all of those A lot things. of factors. Yeah, all of those factors. factors are there. But the key is you're going to, you're not spending 1600 a month. You're spending more like maybe 600 to 600. Yeah. So worst case, it's half. It's half. Yes. So you're saving $800 a month and you're getting better quality. High quality care. Yes. So you get to see the doctor. She's going to spend time with you. It's not a 15 minute appointment looking at a laptop. It is, she's actually spending a half an hour, whatever she needs to, to to give the care that the patient needs. Yes. The other thing that, that uh, Dr. Rao does that I think is just incredible that you'd never hear about are the, the visits to the home. Yes. She actually does that. Yes. We do home visits. And again, this is all for members only. Right. And sometimes you know, if they're older people, then they cannot come to yeah, the clinic. Yeah, they can't get, you know, can't get out of the house or whatever. So yeah. she'll go to them. Yes. It's like what med- medicine is supposed to be. And it right. was like, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's, it's lower cost, better quality. It's really a no brainer. So now what's on the horizon? Cause you're, you're taking this to the next level. Next level. Yes. Yeah. So we were talking about families not understanding this. But businesses don't understand this as well. Mm-hmm. So if you look at a typical business, you know, they are trying to bring efficiencies and removing waste from every line item when it comes to, you know, what they are doing. Right. They're providing a service or doing a product. They're removing all the waste. But when it comes to their health care, it's a black hole to them. So the, Well, because the uh, person in HR, you know, reaches out to the person that they've uh, been in contact with that gets the benefits for the employees. They come in, they give the pitch, you know, this is what we can do for you next year. And they don't go through the detail analysis, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And in, usually it's like, uh, you know, they budget 10 to 15% increase every year. Right. And it's like, you know, that's what it is. We don't understand what it is, but this is what it is. And every next year it's going to be 15%. Right. Yep. So that that's what they're used to. But, you know, and, and Warren Buffett in one of our press conferences said, he said, General Motors is actually a healthcare company with an auto company attached to it. Because they spend this, more money on healthcare for their employees than they do on parts for a car. Yes. That's crazy. And it's crazy. It's <laughs> crazy that that happens. But, and, and you can see that how much of a value is being lost by these companies through yeah. healthcare. Yeah. There, there's so much money being spent and wasted. Wasted. Right. Yes. So, so what's on the horizon now? What are you going to do for employers? So, what what we have seen over the years, as in as a clinic, is we the small and medium business across, say, Woodlands and Tomball, they are suburbs of Houston. Suburbs of Houston, they are okay with having this one location with one doctor, 
it works for them because most of the empl- in a small business, it's most of the employees are located in uh, close by. Mm-hmm. But the problem I had when I took this idea to bigger employers was the first question they asked was, how many locations do you have? How many doctors are there? Is it convenient for my employees? Is it convenient for my employees? And and it's like chicken and egg problem. It's like, you know, what do I do? Do I do I grow before I get the members, or you know, what do I do, right? Or mm-hmm. do I get the members before I grow? And and I was I was thinking of of some way of doing it. And um, last like late last year, one of the things were, that came up was a startup uh, incubator. I wanted to join that so to kind of get mentored on what to do on this. So that was a program for entrepreneurs. For a program for entrepreneurs. And uh, there was like about 40 people that joined and five of them graduated. I was one of them. 35 people didn't make it. Didn't make it. But you rose to the top. I had to. Nice work, Sunil. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and um, so what happened through that course, the, the three months was I, you know, my initial idea was to build brick and mortar across Houston. And I found out that investors don't really like it. They, they don't want brick and mortar because the return is not enough and it takes too long. It's too long. I mean, it's too, it takes too long for them. And, you know, return may be eventually a lot, but they'll like have to years wait. Years down the road. Years down the road, right? Yeah. And so they're not really interested in investing uh, in, in that space. So what I found out is if I pivot to kind of a health tech platform, a platform that provides this kind of service, there are clinics that do this model across Houston. We have mentored many of them. And I thought- How many are there now? I think about uh, 10 to 15. I think 15. By now, I think about okay. 15, but across Houston. Okay. But but nationwide now, there are 1,200. About 1,200. Yeah. 1,200. Um, Tremendous growth in this model. There's been a lot of growth in the last four years. Uh, We were one of the early adopters of this um, Mm -hmm. in Houston. So, and my initial thought was, why don't I connect these clinics? So that way I don't have to build the clinics. The clinics are already there. They They are spending their marketing dollars to acquire members, just like we are doing. So they're, they're independently fighting the same battle. Why don't I connect all of them? And when I, and, and do it in such a way that I provide the uh, the other part, which is the insurance, uh, so that they don't overlap with each other, uh, just like what we do as a clinic, mm-hmm. right? And so kind of like scale it up across Houston and then eventually across the country. And and then, you know, over the last two months, I've been working on MVP, which means minimum viable product. Minimum viable product. Product, which means... Not most valuable player. Not, not, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in the startup space, it's a minimum viable product, which means the paradigm in the startup is begin before you're ready, right? So what they have seen- that sounds of, sort of scary though. It's scary, but it's it's true. It, mm-hmm. it's, it, that's what is needed because, you know, there has to be a product or market fit or a service market fit. Most of the times people, you know, think that this is what would work and then they come up with a final product and then they see that nobody- really wants it. Right, right. They right. didn't test the waters. They have not tested the water. They spend a, a ton of money and, and you know, there's a huge loss. Mm-hmm. So instead of that, what you know, Silicon Valley did was, in the paradigm was, just put a product out that is half-baked, mm-hmm. right? And it might be a lot of manual things might go into it and all of that. 
but then you'll get feedback because there'll be this early adopters like for for you know like phone and all that there'll be right. uh, like iPhone had early adopters that that are like huge fan base right mm -hmm. and they every model they the ones that got to have the latest and greatest yes mm -hmm. so so those kinds of people that that will be uh, initially attracted to this they will provide a lot of feedback for us to tweak it to make it better and then eventually there'll be a natural service uh, market fit so explain what it is i mean it, it's uh, it, it it really takes something that is it can be cumbersome and complex but simplifies it down to a, a level that is usable by anybody yes so if they go on our platform employers can search you know they can say we have 100 employees and we need care in these zip codes now it's it's now limited to just houston so they're logging onto the website and there's a filter that they can apply to narrow down what's going to work for their company their company and then there are options to search for health insurance health sharing which is you know these are major medical mm -hmm. and then even supplemental okay so it works for all budgets and if they don't even want that, I mean, if they are small enough that you know there is no legal mandate to have insurance, they can just structure just the primary care and provide primary care to their employees because just providing primary care would would cover those eighty to eighty four percent of all health issues, and they have the a doctor to go to. Right, right. So, so you uh, compared or used Netflix as sort of a comparison to the clinic. Yes. For this platform, it's like progressive. Yes. Yeah. Progressive insurance. Yes. Just like, you know, in, in auto insurance space or homeowners insurance space, it's free market. You can search for things. Right. In healthcare, you cannot search for things, right? You you, you are within a certain constraint in this network or in this one. Or, so th we are removing those constraints, especially for primary care. Right, you, you you can you can go. It's unlimited visits. You're not constrained by all of these things, and then you can pick and choose which insurance works for you. Right, you're giving power to the employer, to the employer, and making employees. You know, employee satisfaction is a big thing, especially after COVID. I right. shouldn't even say after COVID. You know, we are in the middle of it again. <laughs> so, but Sunil, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, right, right. So. Yeah. What what they have found out is um, employees are now learning, you know, that there is a lot of value in flexibility, you know, working from home. Now it's like an employee market where they are demanding more Completely. and more. Right. And and so one of the big things for an employer is to provide good benefits to attract people, you know, to right. attract and retain employees. Right. So this becomes even more important. Because you know this way you're going to provide them with a very high quality care, with no visit fees, no copays, none of those, that they would value quite a bit. Yeah, so the employer can actually pay for every the membership fee. Yes. The catastrophic insurance. I mean the whole the whole bit. It's less expensive for the employer. It's less expensive for the employer, and typically it's. I mean, you said forty percent. Forty percent. That's yes, huge. Typically it's forty percent. Yes. I mean, think about it. You said earlier that Warren Buffett said GM is in the business of healthcare, yeah. not cars. 
So that tells me that they spend billions on healthcare. Yes. And cutting that by 40%, what would that do to the value of GM? The stock price? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean that that's the money they can reinvest in the business that can they can they can increase the wages. But it this can, is what this model can do. Yes. And I just I, I think the potential is so huge that when it finally catches on, it's just gonna explode. It's just gonna explode. Yes. And it's always in you know, any new idea, it, it grows slowly before it, it explodes. Right? Well, especially something like this because it's it, it's difficult to wrap your head around. Yes, yes. You know, it's a subject that nobody likes to talk about anyway. You know, it's complicated. It's, you know, all that stuff. And now you're simplifying, you're providing quality, better quality, lower cost, easy to understand, powers in your hands to make the decision. Yes. It just seems like a, a complete home run to me. Yes, yes. So, so how do people learn about it? So about Meridian Springs, uh, the clinic part of it, they can go to springsmd.com, S-P-R-I-N-G-S-M-D.com. Okay. And or they can call 281-826-1359. Talk to you directly. Yeah, press one for new patients. No automated voice. No. You get Sunil. Initial is automated. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But once you pick one, which is new patients or new members, it comes directly to me because I want my ears to the ground because I want to hear what those problems are. Right. Right. I mean, that's the that's the service and market fit. Right. And and it, it gives me immense knowledge. Understand? You know, talking to these people. Sometimes I talk for you know thirty minutes with with these. Uh, you know, Somebody families. who's just inquiring. Thirty yeah. minutes. Yes, because they always start off with, "Do you guys accept United Health or BC? You know, whatever insurance they have, Ambedar." And I'm and so you know it's like they're like on the other side of it. So I have to bring them through all of this understanding. It's an education. It's a huge education, and I love to do that. Mm-hmm. And 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 by the end of it, they're like, oh, okay, so this works like auto insurance, mm-hmm. and they understand auto insurance. But for some reason, that common sense, which is not common, is not applied to <laughs> health yep. insurance, and and then they get it and. And the biggest change I've seen is we offer free meet and greet. So not just phone call, they can come and have a meeting with me in the clinic. I show them the facility. I show them the examination room. I show them what we do, how things are. There is nobody waiting in the waiting room. Mm -hmm. So there's a waiting room, but there's nobody that waits there. Because if you come at the time of appointment, you go directly to, to the doctor. And so once they see that, you know, then they understand, you know, you, you know, like they say, when you have driven Tesla, you don't want to go to another car. When you have used an iPhone, you don't want to use another phone. Mm-hmm. When you have used Meridian Springs primary care, you don't want to go back to the traditional care. Oh, that's what a- you want to do. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, so now with MedPrime, yes. How do people learn about MedPrime? So MedPrime, uh, our website is medprime.co. Um, it will be once I think the podcast is published, it should be fully functional, um, and they can go in there and you know search for different options that's available there. They can they can call me. Uh, they can use the same clinic number to call me and talk to me about this, and I will be more than happy to help employers. It might be ten employees. It might be five hundred employees. We can help all of them. 
because we have coverage across Houston. So this isn't something that is just planned for six months from now. It, it's gonna, it's happening. We already have one employer that saved more than forty percent. Wow, was that is that a big employer or no? It's a small employer. Okay, but it was significant and forty percent. Forty percent that goes straight to the bottom line. Bottom line, yeah. I mean, use it for anything other than waste, which is right. healthcare, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. So, what's what's the five year plan, Sunil? I mean, where do you and uh, your wonderful wife want to be five years from now with this? So Met Prime, we want to expand once once we are launching now in Houston, and mm-hmm. once we have learned about you know how this works, what are the things that we need to tweak, we want to then kind of replicate duplicate this across you know say Dallas and all these different cities, mm-hmm. and then eventually expand across the country and again, it's all you know you the, the, the funding right so I'm in the pre seed stage of funding, so we have the funding for Houston market. Mm-hmm. But then once we go to the later stages, you know, we get the funding to try this out uh, in different other markets. But the problem is across the country. It's not like it's not just Houston. You know, this right. can, you know it, it's applicable in any city or any place across the country. And it's going to work everywhere. It, it's going to work everywhere. You guys are on to something. I just know that this is going to be successful and uh, well-deserved. I mean... I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. Uh, you and Dr. Rao, you guys really cutting edge. We need it. What you do is so important, and thank you for what you do. Thanks, Jeff. And Sunil, thanks for coming on the, the Understandable Solutions podcast. It's been great talking with you. And I know everybody that's listened got at least a couple of useful nuggets. That's my objective. Every episode, come away with at least one nugget of useful information that they can apply right away. And I know... I just know the phone is going to be ringing off the hook at your office, Sunil. And I'll be glad to answer the phone and you know spend one hour with you discussing and you know no obligations. <laughs> cool, awesome, awesome. So tell everybody one more time how do they get a hold of you? So they can call two eight one eight two six one three five nine, and one press one, which is for new members, and it comes to me, and it can be about Meridian Springs or Met Prime. Perfect. And I, I will be more than happy to answer the questions. And if we are not the right solution, I will point you to the right solution. Wonderful. Wonderful. And, and everybody, I want to know what the nugget was that you got out of today's episode. So let me know. You can email me. It's simple. Jeff at understandablesolutions.com. And let me know the nugget that you walked away with from this episode. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Great having you with us. I hope today was a great day for you. I hope tomorrow is even better. Peace, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Understandable Solutions. We hope we met our goal. And remember, that was for you to walk away with at least one nugget of useful and thought-provoking information to make your day. And tell us what that is. We want to know. Be sure to review us favorably on your favorite podcast platform.